Hey everyone, welcome to the Prince of Peace podcast, where our aim is to help you live and love like Jesus. I'm Lauren Hlaud, one of the pastors of Prince of Peace. We're glad that you're here and we hope you enjoy. Good morning. Good morning, good morning. It's a cold one out there. Yeah. Well, it is great to be here on the first Sunday in Lent. A lot of preparation goes into Lent here at Prince of Peace. Once again, we kick off a Lenten journey. Over these next 40 days, we will uh, take up the disciplines of prayer and fasting, of almsgiving with Christians all around the world as we prepare ourselves for the great three days of remembering Jesus' death and resurrection. Lent is an intentional time. It's a time where we focus our hearts and our minds around the story of Jesus, around his ministry on earth, and around the fact that that ministry led him to a cross. For he poured out his life and love for the world. Once again, we will hear that story of the final week of his life as we approach the end of Lent. But along our journey this year, we're going to be looking at the theme of what it means to live a connected life. As you heard in our video, sorry about the, uh, the, the, the lips not being synced up with the sound. It, it works, but something with our projector and doing it just kind of makes it off. But uh, I bet you were listening a little more intently. Um, I don't need to explain how our lives become disconnected. It's probably something you feel. It's certainly something that I feel. That our relationships that matter most to us can often become frayed, can become stressed with the demands of life. It doesn't matter how old you are or young you are. Life seems to be happening at a really fast pace. But as people of faith, As people who are called into the body of Christ, we're called to live a different way. We're called to live as a counter-cultural community that is marked with the signs of God's Spirit. So how we live as Christian people deeply matters. It's part of our witness to the world. We are called to live with great intention. We want to live a connected life. And so for the next few weeks, we're going to be exploring four significant areas of connection that God has given us as a gift that we are called to steward. Next week, we're going to look at our connection with ourselves. How in touch are you with your thoughts, your emotions, the dreams that God has placed in your heart? Or have you become, like Ashley said in our video, a robot going through the motions? Groundhog's Day. The next week, we'll look at our relationship with God. How are you doing with your relationship with the Creator? What are ways that we can grow that relationship, tend to it? We'll also look at our relationship with one another as the body of Christ. How can we strengthen and deepen meaningful relationships with our spouses, with our friends, with our family, so that we're not two ships in the night passing through the port? which is often how I feel. And finally, we'll be looking at the call that God has given us as the church 
to be active and present in our communities, whether that's Loveland or Mainville or Mason or Cincinnati or around the world. Because as people of faith, we are given a great mission. But today, we start with the basics. We start with this foundational story that we begin the season of Lent with every year. We hear the story of Jesus being driven into the wilderness by the Spirit to be tempted by the devil. Right before the Holy Spirit sends Jesus into the wilderness, we see in Matthew's Gospel Jesus' baptism. He's finally come of age. He's grown up in his hometown. And he goes to visit his cousin John, the baptizer, who's in the wilderness preparing a way for the Lord. And he's baptized by John. And in that moment, the voice from heaven cries out, This is my Son, the Beloved, with whom I am well pleased. The announcement of the Messiah has been made. This is God's Son. This is the Beloved. This is the Anointed One. This is the One who has come to turn the world upside down. This is the One who has come to restore the throne of David. This is the One that you have been waiting for for years and years and years. Now, you would think that right after this baptism, that God would want to get busy with this ministry. My first thought is that here it is. It's the baptism. It's ordination day. Why don't we send Jesus out, call disciples, start healing, start teaching, start preaching, why don't we get to work? But God's wisdom is not often our wisdom. And the first thing God does with Jesus is God sends Jesus into the wilderness to be alone. And Jesus is asked to pray and to fast for 40 days before Jesus begins teaching or healing or preaching or gathering people together, before Jesus even starts his journey through the countryside to Jerusalem to be the sacrificial lamb, he's asked to go into the wilderness and wait 40 more days. Many people have speculated, what was Jesus praying about? What was he fasting about? What was his intention? My speculation is this. I wonder if right after his baptism, when he's announced as God's son, the beloved, when his identity is given to him and publicly proclaimed, I wonder if God didn't understand that Jesus needed to meditate on that for a while before he began doing something for God. You see, God knew that Jesus would be tested. Not just in the wilderness by the devil, but that Jesus would be tested by his own disciples. He would be tested by the religious authorities. He would be tested by the Romans. He would be tested by everyday people. God knew that the calling on Jesus' life was one of sacrifice, pain, and sorrow. And so for 40 days, Jesus is called to pray and to meditate and to fast around his identity. For 40 days, I wonder if Jesus sat in the wilderness 
reminded of those words, you are my son, you are beloved, you, with you, I am well pleased. You see, before Jesus begins this ministry, I think he has to be firmly rooted and grounded in two things. The first is his identity, his true identity. While Jesus will be a healer, his ultimate identity is not a physician. While Jesus will be a teacher, his ultimate identity will not be a professor. While Jesus will do many things, many things that will grow his celebrity and grow his fame, I think that God understood that Jesus needed to be rooted and grounded in his foundational identity as the Son of God, as a child of God, as God's beloved. And I think Jesus had to pray and fast for the strength that he needed to fulfill his mission. Identity and mission. Every step of the way, Jesus would be tempted to lose sight, to become disconnected with that true identity and his mission. And these first three temptations from the devil are just the beginning. After 40 days of prayer and fasting, what was it about Jesus that made him so easily able to resist the temptation? I think it's because he was filled up with strength, so deeply rooted in this understanding of who he was and why he came. For the first temptation, Jesus, you're famished. Turn these stones into bread. The temptation here is to serve self is to use his agency, his power to serve his own need. But Jesus resists that because he understands that part of his identity and part of his mission is not to be served, but to serve. Service was not just something Jesus did, it's who he was. Jesus was the servant king. His identity is rooted in being a servant. The second temptation, the devil leads him up to the pinnacle of the temple and, and tempts Jesus to test God. To test God. To jump off the temple and, 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 and hope that God would send angels to scoop him up. But Jesus knows that he is not called to test God, but rather to trust God. And so he resists this great temptation to become disconnected from his heavenly Father. In the final temptation, Jesus is led up to the high mountain and he's shown every kingdom of the world. And the temptation here had to be tough. All of this can be yours. You can rule the world. But Jesus resists because he knows that his identity and his mission is not to rule the world, but to save it, to redeem it. Serve yourself, Jesus. No, I am a servant of others. Test God, Jesus. No, as God's child, I am called to trust God, not test Him. Rule the world, Jesus. Get distracted from your mission, get distracted from who you are, and rule the world. No, I have not come to rule, but to save. 
Jesus is so rooted and so grounded in who he is and why he has come. And he will need that strength. Because we know that all along his journey, he has tested again and again and again. As we begin our Lenten journey, I invite you to reflect on who you are and whose you are. Life is undoubtedly busy for you. Life for you has to be complicated. We build out identities for ourselves through our careers, through our families, through our neighborhoods, through the choices we make. But when we boil it all down, we come back to these waters of baptism. We're reminded of our foundational identity. You are God's child. You are loved. Before you accomplish that great goal at work, before you do anything for God, you are loved. You are beloved. And in that identity as a child of God, through the waters of baptism, you have also been given a mission to be light for the world, to let the world see that there's a different way to life, that we can live with great purpose, with great hope, that we can be a light to the nations. My prayer for you is that this Lent, you would become reconnected to who God says you are, which despite your failures and your faults and your mistakes, God proclaims that you are loved, that you belong and that you have everything you need to live with great purpose. Welcome to the season of Lent. Amen. Thanks for tuning in to the Prince of Peace podcast. I hope that today's message has brought comfort and inspiration to your life. Have a great rest of the week.